Podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. And we are live here on the Nothing But Net Podcast. I'm your host, S. Dot. Fellas, we are rolling into one of the apexes of the sports landscape. We have the NFL offseason starting tomorrow. That's going to go crazy. We have March Madness starting this week. We have the last bit of the NBA season here, and baseball starts. Jamie, what is, uh, what's going on with all this stuff? Um, which one's your favorite out of the group? I mean, I, I got to go with March Madness. Um, this weekend especially, I've been watching a lot of college ball. Um, with that being said, all of it's exciting. Um, watched a little baseball t- yesterday, some golf today. I mean, it's a sports um, sports guy's dream um, these next uh, couple weeks for sure. What's going on, Mike? What, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, not much. Um, there is a lot to keep up on in a good way, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pass up the first weekend of well, just March Madness in general, but especially the first weekend, just almost game after game, 24-7 of basketball is, um, you know, really tough to turn your head from. So that's what I'm pumped for. But like Jamie said, it's all good stuff. Um, you know, some seasons coming to an end, some seasons just starting off. So uh, just a lot of good stuff in the sports world. Absolutely. Especially in the NBA, right? The NBA these past couple of weeks have been crazy. Um, and yet again, here's the NBA not failing to disappoint yet again. Um, fellas, we're going to start this. I actually want to, I have an apology here. I think it's time for us to pay a lot more respect than what I've been giving to the Sacramento Kings. Um, oh. they're, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just looking like they're going to be the two seed in the West. I will take them over the Grizzlies without jaw for the next however long, um, Phoenix doesn't have Kevin Durant. That team wasn't very good before Kevin Durant there when they had Bridges and Cam Johnson. Well, now those two guys are gone as well. Um, so it really feels like the Kings are going to put themselves in a nice spot. And I don't, I don't know what it means for them in the playoffs still, but like at the end of the day, they're going to be close to 50 wins this year. And I think that deserves a lot of credit. And I think Mike Brown deserves to be the coach of the year. Yeah, I think that. uh, I think at one point when we were going to talk about, like, um, I don't know, mid-season awards or something, I, I was going to bring up Mike Brown in that conversation, um, but he's really taking it on. But you think Sacramento uh, just locks up the two-seed for the playoffs, huh? I mean, they have a four-game lead over the Suns, in which the Suns probably don't have Kevin Durant again the rest of the year, which we'll get into. The yeah. Grizzlies, I mean, the Grizzlies have been playing pretty decent without jaw but at the end of the day i i don't know i don't know i I just they're they're playing that well they're on a three-game win streak um they had a really nice week i'm i'm here for it i enjoy watching the kings jim yeah i think we've we've been a little down on the kings just because i mean just because of they're the kings and defensively they have a lot of liabilities it seems but i believe that they're they've won eight of nine since the all-star break averaging 132 points a game so as bad as they may be defensively if they continue to score the ball like they're scoring i mean it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough out every night 
Yeah, and you know, it's just the bottom of the Western Conference standings are going to be tough, right? Like if you're sitting in the two hole, you're going to be getting that first play out or the first play in team, which you could be talking about maybe the Lakers. I mean, the Warriors have a game lead on the play in, but even if you had to pull Dallas in a series, that's where it would be like interesting. But I mean, there's no easy matchups in the West, and that's just where the NBA is now. Like no matter what playoffs uh series they're in the west that could come up with it feels like it's going to be a pretty good series yeah no doubt you got i mean golden state down there the lakers down there um the pelicans maybe if they get zion back who knows the mavs are a shit show right now but when they can get shit together i mean it's going to be wild here just a couple months ago we were talking about the pelicans getting victor Wembayama. Um, with the Lakers pick, well, now it might be from their own pick if if it were to happen. Because right now, Jamie, the Lakers are a play-in team, as we will get into here in a bit. Let's roll into the Kevin Durant uh, injury where he slipped in warm-ups. Fellas, I, I'm glad it's not as serious as I thought. I thought at first it might have been an Achilles. The first angle that came out of a video obviously wasn't very good. But for just the blow, like for just to go out like that, it was... Uh, Made me a little nervous, but now there's got to be some serious questions about the Phoenix Suns, right? Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, Jamie and I were talking about this over the weekend, but just like the – it's such a freak thing it, in warm-ups. This man almost like ends his career, it would seem. It, it was just – I don't know. Is his body not right? Did, did somebody say there's a wet spot on the floor? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just very interesting, but yeah, the uh, uh, the Suns. I don't know. Uh, D book maybe takes up. I mean, he's been killing it, obviously, but that's with uh, KD next to him on on the court. I hope he just has he has to continue that if they want to stay relevant and not kind of fall behind. But maybe just even those three games with KD, um, you know, that was enough to breathe a little. Uh, air into the lungs of the Phoenix Suns to really uh, kick it up a gear in this last stretch. But do we think? But do we think that that's going to be enough time in a series, Jamie? Like, do we think these three games are really going to give them enough time of being able to trust each other down the stretch of a six or seven game series when it comes time? Yeah, that's the that's the question, right? Um, I mean, we've talked about. KD being probably the easiest guy to just plug and play in any situation in the league and flourish. But, I mean, personally, it's probably not, in my opinion, not a big deal that KD, well, I mean, it's a big deal, but um, it hurts the Suns more than it hurts KD, if that makes sense, just because of what you're alluding to. I mean, they've only had three games. It's... um, they got a lot. They got a lot of work to do in a short period of time once the playoffs start, and it might hurt them in seeding too. Uh, hopefully, they don't drop down, um, you know, but below the sixth seed because then it gets really wild, um, and anything can happen in uh, in a seven game series. I don't know. I think I still think the Suns are going to be fine, but it's definitely um, a little alarming knowing that he's only played three games with them so far. Yeah, and at some point, like if they were to get into a series with Golden State, 
I mean, at some point, Golden State's experience would just have to outlast them. That's, I mean, it's it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing because Sacramento hasn't been a team that's went through the playoffs together. Memphis is a huge unknown. We can't really speak on that until we have more information on it. Um, the Clippers, the Clippers have played together. Like, can they get through a series against the Clippers? A team, just these teams that have been together, I think will will give them their toughest out, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, the seeding, it really just comes down, especially in the West, just the movement of teams in the West, just because everything is so tight. So, uh, time will tell. That's, but that's you can. I don't know, you can lose a couple of games and drop quite a few spots, or you can win a few games and move up quite a few spots. So, without a doubt, Wild another. Left. Oh, sorry, another huge injury here. We have the Luca injury. Um, thankfully, the MRI came back clean, but it was a scary injury. Uh, injured his thigh, but is able to come back as soon as the discomfort goes away. Jamie. Um, where are the Dallas Mavericks to? Do you think this team can be one of those teams that go on a sneaky run, or do you think that this thing's about to blow up in their face and Kyrie's going to walk on them, and then we're going to be looking back at this Dallas year and this Dallas trade as a massive letdown? And the only reason I think they could possibly go on a run is Luka Doncic, um, just because we've seen what he can do in the playoffs in a seven-game series, um, single-handedly taking over um, game after game, but man, it's it does not look good for the Dallas Mavericks right now since they got Kyrie. Um, right now they look. Um, I want to say they sit. I think a seven seed, maybe eight seed at the moment. Eight as of right now. Eight mm-hmm. seed, and I mean, the more time Luca misses, the farther they're going to go down. Um, it's not looking great for the Mavs. Um, can they go on a run in the playoffs if they get there? Yes, I believe they can just because of Luka, but it does not look good. They can't stop anybody. No, offensively, obviously, it's been fine. And, you know, there's obviously the moments late in the game they don't know who to go to. But defensively, Mike, if this talking about the Kings, because honestly, I could easily see this being the Kings' first round matchup. Either the Dallas is in the sixth spot or the seventh spot. I think it makes a lot of sense. Who do you take in that series? Uh, I like the. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dallas because they have the best two players on the court with Luca and Kyrie. But I feel like the Kings play a better team basketball. So, like, it's this sort of just, like, regular season, I don't know what their head-to-head is, but I can see, like, the Kings just winning those games. But when you come down to playoffs, seven-game series, you see the same team for, you know, at, at the very least four games. I don't know. It, it's hard for me not to go with Luka and, and Kyrie. Just, you know, different atmosphere, different kind of drive and, and motivation during playoffs. But I don't know. Maybe they can't turn that on and off as easy as they, you know, they could on their – teams in their past now that they're together I they seem to not be i don't want to say not on the same page but things aren't totally clicking and yeah you said it these are two teams that are it's not going to come down to a defensive you know stand it's going to be kind of a shootout type of situation so whoever can get into the 150s probably is going to win that game jamie uh who would win that series 
I'm I'm taking Sacramento. Um, I I got to give them their flowers at some point this year because I haven't. Um, and I just don't. I see Deer and Fox just running, gutting that defense time and time again, and Sabonis averaging you know his normal twenty and fifteen. Um, Sabonis would me, kill them because they are weak down low. Yeah, I mean Christian Wood is their proto is their big man. Technically, right? Him and um, Powell, and that, like Dwight Powell, like, yeah. That, that's barbecue chicken for that for Sabonis, and like I don't know for the Mavs, they just don't. Luca and um, Kyrie just don't seem to play together well, in my opinion. They haven't like found. They don't play off each other. It's Luca. All right, you have it for ten possessions. You go off, and then you give it to Kyrie for five possessions, and he goes one on one with the whole team. It's just something doesn't fit there, and um, hopefully they can figure something out because they're just like I said, they're just going to keep going down and down in the standings. Yeah, definitely something to watch for. Um, Swisher, just just real quick before we get off the Mavericks here. Kyrie Irving will be a Dallas Maverick to start next season. Mike, go ahead. I'm gonna dish. I think he, I think he's out of there. Jamie. Yeah, I'll dish it as well. History. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that they gave up that much for a guy that we're talking about who's not even gonna be there. Um, and I don't know that we're talking about this team as a serious title contender because they don't play defense, but. With that being said, let's roll into um, the John Moran stuff. Jamie, you weren't here for the John Moran stuff. Obviously, we just want to get your thoughts real quick. And, you know, the police came back um, saying they didn't find enough evidence to charge Moran uh, for the incident in Denver. Um, so, but yeah, I just want to get your thoughts real quick, Jamie. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Memphis's wild season continues. <laughs> Now it's hit another level, obviously. Jaw suspended. Well, he hasn't even been technically suspended by the league yet, but um, Memphis is pretty much um, taking it into their own hands and suspending him before, you know, um, it got worse, I get, I don't know. I don't know when the kid's going to play. Um, yeah, he uh, went on Instagram Live with a gun at a strip club. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's wrong with this guy's head. Um, hopefully he finds um, finds some help or deals can deal with this um, the right way, and this is just a footnote and a long career for him. Um, but you've been alluding, alluding to this all year with the Grizzlies. They just don't have – they're very mature. They don't have that veteran guy that uh, guys really look up to and listen to. Um, Steven Adams tried – that Thursday night to be that guy. Um, right after the Denver game, he had a team meeting, brought everybody together, basically telling them to get their shit together. And then that night, Ja went to the strip club and brought a gun and went on Instagram Live. So there's just no, there's no leadership really. Um, and to me, their head coach doesn't seem like a guy that, um, I mean, plain and simple that. Obviously, Jaw doesn't respect that much if he's doing what he's doing. I don't know. Um, yeah, the Grizzlies and Jaw have—they're uh, going to have a long off season to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, um, there's so many questions and a lot of stuff that we're not really going to 
be able to know. While we're here on the Memphis Grizzlies, though, Jamie, um, I think Draymond, Draymond had some thoughts that you wanted to comment oh, on. No, man, not so much Draymond. It's the <laughs> it's that dude that I that I love so much. Um, listen, the whole the whole rivalry thing is just so overblown. Like, I mean, Draymond did play like ass and has played like ass for most of the year, honestly. And bottom line, Draymond's going to be a Hall of Famer. Dylan Brooks is going to be a role player and probably be out of the league in five to six years. So all this talk from Dylan Brooks about him being as good and could do everything that Draymond Green does, stop it. Shut up. Um, Win something before you guys talk. I just... I would love to see this um, playoff matchup. I would love to see Golden State sweep them. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got to say on that issue. I'm just I'm sick of the the rivalry talk. Mike, what are your thoughts? Jamie had it. It's stupid that I can get how like they can have the off court like bickering and bantering like. I don't even know what to call it. Um, friction, I guess. Uh, but to say this is a rivalry still is just, I mean, they have, what we keep saying, but what have, what has Memphis done? To, like, John Morant, uh, off-court antics aside, is an extreme and unbelievable talent. The rest of you do, Jared Jackson's got my respect, of course. He's, I mean, he could be defensive player of the year. Desmond Bain has obviously developed nicely, but, like, Dylan Brooks is, I mean, like, is he not Iman Shumpert? Like, is that just his role? I mean, just a guy who wants to try and go lock down the best defender, doesn't usually have a lot of success with it, and then chirps and then wants to stay relevant in the NBA. And I think making friction and causing waves sometimes provides a narrative that makes him stay relevant and then teams still like pick him up so i'm with jamie i don't see him being a you know a huge factor uh for his career now if he were on a team that had a little more uh like finals bound trajectory you know maybe but right now that is not the grizzlies in their current uh state so yeah that's I don't not know. necessarily his fault though i'm not blaming him for that nope uh, man, i'm just saying that, I mean, superstar just decided to go off the deep end although I'm not like listen. I'm not defending Dylan Brooks in no sense of the man. Like he get you get what you ask for. He wants to be that kind of guy. Well, then you're going to get that kind of pushback as Draymond got in his career, as so many guys in their careers have gotten. Patrick Beverly is another name that comes to mention. So if that's who you want to be, I mean, you got to understand it comes with a whole different spotlight from being the good guy, um, the villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trae Young, obviously. We, nobody would be talking about him if he didn't open his mouth, right? So maybe he's doing this on purpose. Well, that's like the new thing, right? Like back yeah. in the day, like when people talked and they were irrelevant, like no one gave them the time of day to where now like people say anything and we we give it's anything whole, attention these days. So Yeah, it's a whole segment on like first take or undisputed or something. That just doesn't like need to be like... It's all like outside of the league. (laughs) Which, I mean, you know, it's a whole, I mean, it's part of it, but that's the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, I I don't think we're going to be talking about them all too much here as the year goes on. 
But let's roll into some notable games last week. Uh, we were recording as this one was going on or just ending or something. Um, but the Suns beat the Mavericks 130 to 126. Obviously, this is when Kevin Durant went to 3-0. Devin Booker was had his third straight like 35-point game. Um, the Mavs were slumping. We kind of just touched on them. So there's really not much to talk about here. But the game that we will talk about was the one where Steph returns to the Warriors and the Lakers beat them 113 to 105. Um, Kind of the first big win for the Lakers, Jamie, without LeBron. This kind of felt like, first of all, this did set the tone for the Lakers, but then this kind of also set the tone that the Lakers can make the playoffs without LeBron and then get LeBron back for that time of the year. Yeah, I mean, plain and simple, Anthony Davis um, took over. He was the best player on the floor. We need him to be um, not only when LeBron is hurt, but when LeBron's there. Um, Been saying it all year. He's got to be the best player on the floor every night if the Lakers are going to do anything deep in the playoffs. But, yeah, great win. Um, Steph's return, he played okay um didn't do uh, a whole lot they were still missing wiggins and um i want to say somebody else but i can't remember um but all in all uh a good game it was a fun game to watch um the lakers uh austin reeves has been uh, unreal these last couple weeks just like uh dennis Schroeder. they've been playing well and i hope uh they can keep this little run they have going the name I want to shout out for the Lakers is Jared Vanderbilt. And this guy's like a true championship player. And I think what he can do defensively has really unlocked what the Lakers do defensively is they are now the best defensive team uh, in the NBA since the all-star break. Um, I think that him being able to set that tone is what's really changed the Los Angeles Lakers. Mike, your thoughts on Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, they, they're cruising right now. I think they... I think their limits are all centered around kind of like what Jamie is saying are all centered around Anthony Davis. They they have the supporting cast there. It's a good supporting cast. They seem to be having fun, which is huge to me. It's like fun while playing, like not just like we have to go out there because it's our job. No, we're going out there because it's fun and we're playing well. And they're, they're like enjoying that process. And I think that just adds a little extra, you know, pep in their step. So we said it all the names Schroeder, uh, Reeves, Vanderbilt, D'Lo's been playing pretty well. Uh, it's just kind of what what Anthony Davis do you get? Are you getting the Anthony Davis that's going through the motions, or are you getting the Anthony Davis that wants to act like he's one of the most like the best uh, players on the planet when he's at his best? So, and right now he's playing at an extremely you know good level. So, if he keeps having that, and then you get LeBron back and he's healthy, and they can both like find their rhythm and gel together as a whole unit then the lakers yeah i can see them being a problem moving into the playoffs d-lo with that big 20 what was it six twenty eight point game friday night against the yeah. toronto mm-hmm. raptors and that huge comeback yeah. win that's what he and you can see in the interview i mean he's talking about how like they're having fun and like he's shouting out like austin reeves and somebody's like walking by like you know slaps them on the back and they're like pumped like you could you can like see it and you know, hear it in his voice. He's excited about this team because, you know, everything's clicking. So, you yeah. know, they they really just got to keep that going forward. And shout out to Laker bench. Mm-hmm. Been, they've been uh, 
I mean, we talked about it all year, how they had literally no help on on the bench. Their roster was trash, and then they make that trade, and now all of a sudden um, they're outscoring other teams' benches because of the talent that they brought in. Um, it's, it's good to see. It's about damn yeah. time. All of a sudden, it just feels like Rui Hachimura, who has played well for them, kind of doesn't really have a role for them. It's it's weird how like it felt right. like he was like one of the vital role players when he first was acquired. He was there like two weeks before Vanderbilt and Beasley, and now it's like, like where where can we put this guy in to have his most success for us? Question, just Good real point. quick, big if here. This is a big if, but. Let's say Anthony Davis continues to play like a top 10 player like he has been when he plays this year. Um, let's say that he continues that for the rest of the year. LeBron comes back a week before the playoffs. He gives you 90% of what he can do or what he has done this year. Um, are the Lakers a championship contender, uh, Jamie? Yes or no? Oh, man, you've been doing this to me all year. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, I just think it's crazy the way that it is because, like, right now it obviously feels like yes. I mean, yeah, right now, especially with how close the West is. I mean, from I think they're four a game and a half, fourth seed. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like a game and a half from being at the sixth spot. Right. So it's um a lot can happen here. Hopefully, LeBron. I mean, I know he's doing his whatever he does to get healthy. I mean, he'll be back and be fine. Um, but it's not, LeBron's not going to be an issue. <laughs> we know what LeBron brings to the table, even at 90, 80%. It's Anthony Davis in that. I mean, Vanderbilt, like you alluded to it earlier, he's single-handedly changed this team's aspect defensively because he's that guy that can guard one through five sometimes. And anybody's best player, he can limit them. Um, and it's it's definitely fun to watch, man. I'm excited about it. But I think they could they could easily make it to the Western Conference Finals if everything's clicking. If everything's clicking, Mike, finals finals contenders. If everything goes right, oh, uh, finals contenders. I don't know if I want to call them finals contenders. I probably. Like if you said Western Conference Finals, I'm more on that ship. But what if they play the know, Kings in the first round? Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is if we, I mean, they still have to win in a seven game series. You can lose game one, and you have you know X amount of games to go out and win. But in the play-in tournament, you lose your first game, and depending on where you're at, it's bad news. So they gotta, you know, they're in that position now. They still have to fight out of that, and then go through multiple series in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to hop on the finals train yet. Yeah, no, it's a Contenders. lot. I, I mean, they, I guess. Do you they, think, um, go ahead, Jeff. If they meet the Kings in um, round one of the NBA playoffs, I think that's a bad matchup for the Kings. <laughs> I think yeah. the Lakers. I think the Lakers walk out of that one, yeah. Yeah. AD, uh, just talking about Sabonis taking it to the Mavs. AD would destroy Sabonis. <laughs> Imagine that Lakers, Lakers Warriors second round. Whew. That's what I'm saying. Like even that, like there's there's a, a lot of different scenarios in the West. I mean, I guess in the East too, obviously. But in the West, there's so many like different. Just how close it is, and and the movements that like you don't know who you could 
you know, get first round, second round, and that your your path could become could change drastically over the course of a couple of games. This yeah, is I mean, where the parity is showing. It's just top, wide open. Yeah, the top of the West is. I mean, we got there's question marks on every single team, every single team. Yeah, it is wild. But let's let's bring it back to the East here. The Knicks. Um, I think this was the last game of their win streak. Actually, um, beat the Boston Celtics one thirty one to one twenty nine uh, Sunday night. This was this was the a bad week for the Boston Celtics. They blew three leads. Uh, one was early, late last week where they blew a twenty eight point point lead to Brooklyn. They blew a fourteen point lead to the Knicks, which I believe they ended up losing in like double overtime. And then they blew a fifteen point lead the next night to the Cleveland Cavaliers, in which Grant Williams. Uh, Donovan Mitchell gave him the business. I'm going to make both. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm going to make both. And he oh, doesn't man. make one. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. What a, uh, the, uh, the milk job by the Cavs, though, was pretty impressive. I don't know if you guys saw it. They were, like, walking in and out of the paint. They couldn't, like, get the ball to the Grant Game. Williams. It was, it was impressive. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's not about the Cavs. This is about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> um, are we worried? Like, is this? Are we starting to get a little worried here? Or are we just okay with everything, and we just think that they're probably got regular season fatigue, and they're just kind of ready for the postseason? Jamie, um, I don't know if I'm necessarily worried about them. Um, they're obviously not playing um, at their best right now, but it's probably a little bit of regular season fatigue. Um, the problem is that the top three teams in the West or East, including Philly, Philly and Milwaukee are playing really good right now. And the Celtics um, are obviously out of those three playing the worst basketball. So it's, it's a little alarming, but I wouldn't say I'm that worried about the Celtics because I just think the bottom of the East isn't as strong. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they slide it down to the three at worst case, I would have a, a hard time seeing them have any issues with whoever that would be. Probably the Nets, maybe the Heat, or whoever that little spot is. Maybe the Raptors, I guess. But um, Mike, your thoughts? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm kind of similar. I, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I just think some of their weaknesses are, you know, getting a little. Uh, I want to say under the microscope more, whatever they may be, they seem to be, whether it's like right now blowing leads or, or whatever the case is. But, you know, it seemed like last year, first half, Celtics struggled first half of the season. Second half, you know, they really came into their own. And they kind of flip-flopped in a sense. Obviously, first half, they were cruising. I don't want to say second half, they're falling off. You know, obviously not, but they definitely have had more struggles. Maybe that's... Um, you know, coaching, like, obviously, new coach going deep into the season. Uh, you know, maybe there's something he needs to switch up or change. I'm, I'm not sure. But like like we've been saying, I don't think I'm overall worried. Uh, they're getting out of the first round, even if they, you know, drop down to three, like we said. So as long as they, they know what they need to fix headed into playoffs, I think they'll they'll just they'll be fine. Yeah, no concerns. Uh, no concerns about them, like, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. But... I just think it's regular season fatigue, right? They dominated. I think they started 17 and 19 last year, and then they went on that like 35 and 12 stretch or whatever it was. 
Um, and then they obviously dominated the whole first half of this season. That's a whole like year of dominating just the regular season. You know, it's just obviously you're going to go through those times where you lose your focus a little bit and, you know, these things just kind of happen. Should they? Probably not. But I'm more worried about this happening with the Bucks. Uh, like, if this stuff's starting to happen in those those kinds of situations, okay. But the the Nets, you know, the Celtics are obviously superior. They're obviously superior to the Knicks, and they're obviously obviously superior to the Cavs. So, um, just kind of one of those things that happen. Also, probably it's probably better that it happens now, especially with a new coach. Yeah. Um, and then for the Knicks, it was just kind of the end of the the run for the Knicks. Or no, yeah. well, this was the last good for the Knicks. But it, I, we were watching this game, Mike, I believe, when we were playing. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a crazy game. It really was. Shout out, shout out to you, Steve. You brought up uh, quickly before the game. Yeah. And then the dude ends up having his career night with 30. Yeah, he was like 38 or something. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a good call. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been pretty good. He's good. I think he's going to win six man of the year. He's I mean, his I the last the two weeks. Thing. But the, uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, but the Knicks, albeit they go on, I feel like this has happened multiple times to the Knicks this year, where they have you know six eight game win streak or something, whatever they just finished on. I don't. I'm not sure if they ever Nine, got up to ten. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know if they got to ten, but now they're on a three-game skid. Like they've lost, they've dropped their last three. So I don't, yep. and I don't know if Brunson. I think two of the three he hasn't played in. And you said he was out tonight too, Steve, right? Yep. Whoever they play, I forget. Uh, Who? Sorry, the Lakers. The, the Knicks. That's the Knicks. Yeah, I think they had a yeah. late game. Um, so and Brunson's out again. So I mean, that's. Yeah, I don't know. That seems to be the next mantra is win streak, lose streak, win streak, lose streak, lost streak, whatever. So, so Jeff? to oh, me, it's yeah. if, it, nope, if nope, Jalen Brunson isn't available, then I mean, he is he to me, he's the heartbeat of that team. If he's not my man, Jamie's looking at his chops right now. Yeah, if he, <laughs> my if man, he Jamie there, is so happy with Lakers basketball right now. You can say you can say what you want about <laughs> Julius Randle. He's had a good year and everything. Blah blah blah, but this team runs through Jalen Brunson, and they are where they are where they are because of Jalen Brunson. As well as Randall has played, it's Jalen Brunson's team, and if he's not there 100, percent the Knicks aren't going to be relevant to me. Yeah, the Knicks. I don't know. I got we got to see Julius Randall in the playoffs, man. We've seen these kind of regular season things with with Julius Randall. When it when they're playing well and it's working, it it yeah, I'm sure it looks great. They're like the heaviest, most isolation team. Um, and I think they have like a top five offense. To me, that's just not sustainable. I especially when it comes to the playoffs when defenses are better. Um, that's my concern for the Knicks. Yeah, they're they're kind of a, they're a weird team. I don't know. They they seem pretty locked into whatever what are, are they five now yeah but they're tied with the nets because the nets have all of a sudden won a couple here yeah five, four five no maybe not so much four but five six they're gonna get interesting because the heat and hawks are kind of hovering right there too so 
I don't know. Like I said, Knicks are an interesting team. It's way more set in the East than the West, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm not even sure the Heat are going to be able to catch the Nets. Honestly. I've watched Miami a couple times this week. They're just, they're old, and it just seems like it's over with. Let's roll into uh, the last game Sunday night. Um, the other reason I want to talk about this because it's the first time they won with Russ, and the, I don't know <laughs> if you guys caught it, but the Clippers went on a 24-2 to uh, run to end the game, uh, or late in the game, I should say, sorry. Um, 135 to 129. Did you guys catch this at all? I think I caught the um, the end, um, mm-hmm. the end, but I didn't watch much of the game. No. Yeah, me neither. Did I, I I watched like that run and the Clippers. Man, when the Clippers put everything together, it could be it could be really nice. Kawhi is all of a sudden. Back, baby, and he's. I mean, the Clippers. If they can get this this shit right, um, they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be tough. Is he still top ten in the league? (laughs) (laughs) It's so tough, dude. It's so disrespectful to like the rest of the league to even say it, but I think he is. That's what's crazy. <laughs> like, when the guy plays, man, he's just so good. Like, he had 38, I think, last night or the night before or something. When, uh, lately, he's just been, I mean, efficient, scoring, dunking on people again, um, locking up. It's just when this guy's healthy, he just continues to – to play very, very good basketball, and that's why teams like the Clippers continue to put faith in him, even if he misses three years worth of ball. <laughs> Mike, is he still a top ten player? I mean, if we're just talking about talent and skill, and yeah, but. I mean, we're so a guy if he if he's sitting at number ten and there's a number eleven has played the whole year. I mean, I feel like it's number eleven should be quite salty if that's that's the case. But I mean, he is a top ten talent. If we're just kind of like going eye tests and everything, he's he's a top ten talent in the league. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. It just makes you like stop and think. Um, I don't know. I don't. That's another team, the Clippers. Who knows? Like you just don't know like how it's gonna spin down. And that's like the best part about the NBA is like we don't know what's gonna happen to the Suns now that they don't have Durant. We don't know what's gonna happen with the Lakers. We don't know what's gonna happen with the Clippers. We don't know what's gonna happen with the Grizzlies. The Warriors. The Warriors got lucky as hell last night. I, the West is just about to be like a huge mess. Let's yeah, roll into. It'll be fun. It'll be fun oh, down the stretch. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's roll into a game on Monday, Jamie. Holy dimes! Jimmy Harden, twenty assists. Tyrese Halliburton, sixteen. He said, "Jimmy Harden." Jimmy Harden. It's Jimmy Harden. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch, man. When James Harden really. His brand of basketball this year has been really fun to watch how he's changed um basically a lot of his game around um just being for once in his career to be a contender um 
and the Sixers are they are good. They're a problem, man. And they there's three teams in the East, in my opinion, that have a great shot to make the finals, and the Sixers are one of them. And with Harden leading the league in assists now, it's uh, it's fun to watch. And shout out to Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Wally Zerbiak definitely deserves an apology uh, to him for sure because he's uh, one of the most underrated players in the league. When he's when he plays for the Pacers, they're exponentially better than when he's not. Michael. Uh, yeah, what a, just how many often, how many times, like how often do you see two guys combined for what? Two guys in the same game, 36, 36 assists. assists. Just, That's why like, I didn't, I, like, I wasn't going to like talk about it. Cause like, there's really not a lot to talk about the game, but I feel like that's so many assists just from two players that had to be talked about. When you break it down, I think I just almost saw. Yeah. So I'm like, when I was looking at the Knicks, just cause I have it up their you know, their past game. Uh, I'll take their last one yesterday against the Clippers. How many assists do you think there were a total in that game? For the Knicks? The, Clippers? For the Knicks, oh, yeah. oh, just for the Knicks? Yeah. I bet you it's like 15 or less. I'll, yeah, it's, 20, it's 21. Yeah. It's all so isolation. So, well, the Knicks might be a bad example of that. But that's my point is like two guys just combined for 36, which is just insane. So, I mean... James Harden probably doesn't get enough credit. All-star snub, perhaps, this season. And Halliburton, like Jamie said, is still underrated. And I think, you know, he's going to be... Like, this guy... I don't know. He's not a a talent that's just going to, like, go away in a year. Like, this guy's going to be very good for a long time. So, um, I don't know. I just wrapping my head around a 36 for two players is insane. Um starting to see the path for the 76ers to make their way to the finals. It's going to be brutal because you have to go through Boston and Milwaukee as being the three seed, but I think it's doable for them. And Joel Embiid, we'll get into it in here in a second, um, is really taking that step. James Harden has changed. He doesn't necessarily change his game, but now he's like definitely way more of a point guard than he's ever been in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just changed a lot for Philly, especially with Tyrese Maxey saying, I'll come off the bench. Still one of the most underrated moves um, we've had so far this season. Um, but let's roll into the Knicks and the Kings, where the Knicks win streak sta- snaps at nine. Um, I talked about the Kings earlier. Uh, Sabonis has the triple-double in this game to beat the Knicks. Um, the Kings have just been playing so well. Um I really don't think coach of the year is close. I understand, you know, we're going to talk about the Nuggets having the best record, the Bucks and the Celtics. Those teams, like, the Nuggets have a three-time finals MVP, or a three-time MVP soon to be. The Bucks have won the finals, and the Celtics just lost last year in the finals. Like, where were the Kings at before the season? They're a team who hasn't made the playoffs in 18 years, and now they're sitting here 40 and 26, five and a half games out of the one seed of the West. Everyone else around them has been here. So for them to take this step, I think it shouldn't even be a debate. Yeah, I agree. That's fine. Nope. Any other points here on the Knicks win streak? We talked about them. We've talked about the Kings. So I... 
was a big moment this week, that's for sure. Um, the Blazers lose to the 76ers on Friday night from the Joel Embiid game winner. Jamie, Joel Embiid, is there a real chance he wins MVP this season? I think there's the, the same amount of chance he had last year and the year before. <laughs> Just, there's only so much a man can do, and he's doing his best. Um but you're just not going to be able to compare with Jokic's numbers this year. And, I mean, if the voters want to put Embiid as the MVP instead of Jokic at the end of the year, will I be upset about it? No, probably not. Um, just because we've talked about voter fatigue in the past. Um, but Jokic is having his best year um, <laughs> as an NBA player, and he's already won two MVPs, so it's tough not to give it to him. But he's got a I shot. He's got a I shot. I believe Jordan didn't win MVP his best year, and I don't believe LeBron won MVP his best year, though. Which is so dumb. it's not something we're not like we've never seen before. I mean, because I mean, if we're talking MVPs, like that's the light we're talking about Nikola Jokic in right now, which is absolutely absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I understand, like his numbers and efficiencies are off the chart, but at some point, winning has to matter. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting up at the first seed, so it's... Yeah, that is true. I, I guess I, I I mean more like postseason. Postseason, yeah. Like, how's well, this guy going to have three MVPs in a row and have not played in the NBA Finals? So he's really not the most valuable player, is what you're saying. Yeah, we got to... Something's got to be done with this MVP award. I don't know. Well, what's the furthest that Embiid has got? Conference Finals. Yeah, he did. They've gone the same. Oh, is that with the Raptors? No. No, I guess it wouldn't be. Yeah, they lost to the but, Raptors. But Joel Embiid isn't coming off back-to-back MVPs. It's true. No, but that's also, I guess, my point is we can chastise uh, Jokic all we want, but, I mean, you just said it. Is he, is he really the MVP? Is With a lighter resume, is like... Embiid hasn't, like, when you compare the two, hasn't up to this point, you know, Jokic had just a better career? I mean, yeah, because he has two more MVPs, right? But take those away. I mean, they both had the both finals. Well, I I guess they have very similar careers in the sense of, like, where, where they've gone. And I know their statistics look different, but I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's... Right, you're right, you're right. They've had two similar of careers for it to be 3-0 to in the MVP category. There's just, uh, I think there's, maybe it's more media-based, but like uh, kind of a, this negative outlook on Jokic has only been to one Western or one conference finals, and then like everybody wants to talk Embiid MVP, but Embiid necessarily hasn't done squat either, and I know he hasn't actually He's gotten done the MVP. every postseason too, though. I mean, I'm not making excuses with that, though. Like, that. That's just part of the game. I, I'm not, and I'm not here to. No, that's you know, a fair. It's definitely a yeah. fair argument. Be be and one of the other. Ben Simmons on his team. No, as a positive or negative? As a negative. I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's easy to. <laughs> My heavy, bad, Simmons. Heavy is the what is it? Heavy is the head that wears the crown or whatever. So of course <laughs> the right. of course the uh, of course there's going to be more speculation and, you know, scrutiny on Jokic as reigning MVP, but 
I don't know. Maybe maybe that I works. I just need to see. I better favorite. see something from Jokic's postseason. That's what I'm saying. Give him the award. That's fine. But if he doesn't even make it to the Western Conference Finals this year, we might have to take the award away from him. But what if Embiid doesn't either, and he's going to come in second? I, I, I'm not even saying Embiid should probably be second, though. Because then I think it comes Giannis down to, should be second. Giannis say, is the one who right. has, is going to – I mean, I don't know if he's going to end with the best record, but he has yeah. it now by two games. Like, why right. isn't he being talked about? And then it, then it all boils down to how we view and how we rate MVPs, right? It's almost like as soon as a guy gets hurt, like you don't even mention his name in the MVP race, whether it's like two weeks or two months. It's kind of like, all right, well, he's out of the conversation now. Yeah, but yeah, we keep we keep shedding a layer. We keep losing a guy. I think Luca's off the off the wagon now. I think Tatum is too. Whether yeah, Tatum, I feel like is first to go, huh? Of the guys who were established, and then like over Luca? No, I think Luca would have. I think I, the the, the uh, Mavericks had just been so bad. Yeah, yeah. What are they two and two and nine since Kyrie or two and ten? Mm, I don't think it's that bad. It's not good. It's under five hundred. I had it last week, and then this week I think they only won once with them both together. So, but. All right, uh, let's roll into the game last night. Bo- or is there anything else on that game? You guys good? Nope. No, I'm good. Okay. We have the Bucks Warriors last night. Warriors win 125-116 in overtime. Uh, Giannis obviously didn't play, which has been unfortunate, or which was unfortunate, but Steph goes absolutely crazy. 20 points in the last seven minutes, including a game-changing block, game-tying three with about 18 seconds left, Jamie. Uh, were you watching this one last night? Uh, yes, I watched most of the second half, but um, I was watching the Duke game for the first half. Um, man, I just the more I watch the Warriors, the more I want to just shut. Like, I don't think they have a, a chance in hell this year to to make any noise in the playoffs, just because of how bad they've been at, on the road this year, and no team has ever been even close to this bad on the road and made it to uh, conference finals or a finals. And yeah, I, I believe... I'm... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, no, I believe the worst road record team to ever win... Or the... An NBA... The... Yeah, a team to win the NBA Finals. Their worst road record was like twenty and twenty-one, I believe, and they're like, yeah. so what are the Warriors? That... Like seven and like eighteen or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's. I mean, and it's tough to count them out because of the the resume, but seven and twenty-six. Holy, it's shit. really bad. And they haven't had Andrew Wiggins because of personal reasons in a while, and Steph's been out, and all this shit just combined. It's just... I think they might have played better with when Steph was out this last stretch, honestly. Yeah, it's it's been a tough year for them, um, but then again, they'll probably end up making the play-in and being heavy favorites in that game. So it's... I mean, the Bucks. More about the Bucks though, in this game. They just... It doesn't matter... Whether Giannis is there or not, they always seem to compete, and they're just they're a solid, solid basketball team, and that's that's the reason they're number one in the East right now. Budenholzer might be the most underrated coach in the league. 
Brooke Lopez might be the most underrated, underrated player in the league. Best best shot blocker of all man, time, apparently. Man. Him and Drew just, like, all wow. of a sudden became freaking all-stars this year. Not that Drew wasn't already, but, like, he's just step back threes to the left, to the right. I mean, Post-game still good. <laughs> as soon as we started shitting on Drew Holiday, like, this man is cooked. He's done. Bam. Yeah. He shouldn't be an all-star. Yep, good times. Remember those. Mike? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I think that's a good point about the Bucks or uh, Boomhoser. I still uh, something about it. Something about the Bucks going into the playoffs. This, this, watch this. This will. I'll bite my words here, but um, I just kind of like them going into the playoffs, and I like them to have a deeper run than um, than Boston, especially if they face up in the uh, in one of the. You know whether it's finals or before then, uh, conference finals before then. So uh, just and then the Warriors. I'm still kind of with Jamie. I don't know. I don't see it for them this year. I've kind of. I know you were at, uh, high on them at one point, Steve. Not sure if you're still there. If you're, you still have a little faith. I've. It's been such a roller coaster ride of a season for them that it's. It's. They haven't really had any consistency, so having no consistency going into the playoffs, or at least down the stretch, I don't think it's like a good thing that works in your favor. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm still in on them. Like it's just it's hard to be. But at the end of the day, I just think I don't know. Like I I think they're going to be like the sixth seed and, you know, may, they might pull Phoenix. Phoenix might be able to run down uh, Memphis, but if they don't and they catch Memphis in the first round, the next round, next thing, you know, you're talking about like the Warriors playing the winner of the Lakers and the Kings, like, we're so, like, here we go. And then I've, we've seen this happen with them in the playoffs. So, so many times where they catch the right break. And the next thing you know, they Kings Lakers, and then we're talking about them playing the Nuggets in the conference finals potentially. And oh, the Warriors are back in the NBA finals. Yeah, I don't know. It's I. There's not been a lot of flow to this season, so that's why I think it's about to be like a true sprint to the finish line. Couple of injury updates here: Jamie Zion out at least another two weeks. Are oh, the Pelicans just done? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's Zion out at least another two weeks, so it's like, just say four weeks, man. Like, we know, <laughs> it's over with. come on, shut man. him down, shut him down. We'll try this again next year. Uh, but the thing is, like, they have the same team as they had last year without him, pretty much. Actually, they might have a little more, uh, and they just don't seem to. Um, be playing well together I don't know um I remember I want to say last year like right before the playoffs in that first series they they were playing really good basketball almost beat the Suns yeah but I just don't see that this year for some reason I don't know this Alvarado's out every other game um something's not right with Brandon Ingram I think like commitment level wise like I just don't feel like 
I feel I like know. he's just kind of over the Zion thing. I don't know if that's just me, but like at some <laughs> point, like it's gotta be like, man, I thought that dude was supposed to be like the face of the franchise. Yet he's playing oh, less God. than Kawhi. Like what the hell is going on here, Mike? Yeah, Pelicans are done, right? I think we'd... Even if they're not... Even if Zion comes back, oh, we'll see something. I guarantee we see something like Zion. There is hope that Zion can come back at the end of the season or the playoffs or a a potential play-in run. And it's like, for why, man? Just just throw in the towel. Let's not make this guy do anything worse to his body. And I think... I think that's an interesting take with uh, Brandon Ingram about his commitment and Jamie saying like the Zion thing. I think he, I don't think he minds playing with Zion. I don't think it's like a, like a limelight. I'm the number one guy type of thing. I just think it's like, how are we supposed to go forward with this, you know, organization and this franchise, not knowing if our potential best player is going to play more than 50% of the season. Like, I don't know. I, I think you. I think you talk about trade offers. Wow! A year after they just gave him that massive contract. I mean, well, they know the extent of the injury, or at least I hope they would. So maybe they run it one more season. But that, to me, that conversation, while he's still young and hasn't done anything super long term detrimental, I unfortunately think that it's this is just going to be his career until yeah. he, yeah, like. No, I don't know. I think I don't think the, you're not far. You're not far off. That's for sure. The only thing that could save Zion, in my opinion, is to lose 50 pounds and take some pressure off those damn knees. Be a shooter. But then, <laughs> but then he loses like his most valuable asset, and that's his size when he gets down low. So it's it's like a I don't know. That's what, what makes him so do. good: his size right, and then exactly. just him being able to get up so quick. It's explosiveness, but man, them knees they. You, He's not even 26, and he's no. already. It's just, I don't even know if he's 25, my guy. I don't even know if he's 23. How old is he? He played one year at Duke, so he's probably 24, or 23. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up real quick, but let's roll into 22. Um. 22. Jesus, 22. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, and he's already signed that huge max contract. It's just crazy how this is spinning for them. Uh, tough injury news for the Cavs. Another guy gets poked in the eye, Jared Allen. Looks like he might have the same injury as Darius Garland. Expected to miss a week. Could be more. Um, tough break. Jared Allen hasn't really been playing well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting conversation for the Cavs if they feel like they can't upgrade the roster and they, if they have to move a piece, it would obviously potentially be Jared Allen. I think it's something to watch for as Jared Allen's out for this week or two. If they think they can get a better wing with him, uh, move Mobley down to the center, I think I think it's just something to keep an eye out. Um, do you guys have any comments there? Or? Uh, Nope. No. Good on, good on that. Jamie, or Jamie, Mike, uh, Lonzo Ball need, may need another surgery. <laughs> Last time we're bringing this one up, though. <laughs> this is, just feels like it's a formality at this point, obviously. Um, the real question here, though, is this just the beginning of the end of a young career in Lonzo Ball? 
Yeah, when we spoke earlier, I said this is it's news in the sense that it's it's formally stated, but it's not really like news. I that this this is coming down the road here. Uh, see, I, it, he's different than Zion to me a little bit in their injuries. If like they're both going to be injury plagued their the rest of their careers, I, like Lonzo Ball's like IQ and is enough for me. Like even if he doesn't have some of like his same athleticism and stuff. I think he can still like be on a team and kind of, um, I don't know, a backup point guard or or just a eventual veteran point guard. Um, IQ passes the ball well. I'm hoping he can at least like shoot well. But as far as his running and gunning kind of style, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be uh, a weapon of his moving forward, which is super unfortunate and. I feel like I didn't even really get a full taste of what this guy can, you know, bring to that the Bulls organization. Um, just a little hint of it. So I don't know. I, it, three surgeries in what is it? Is it how many years? Four, five? Because he got one oh, with the Lakers. No. Oh, I, I thought did he get I one mean, with the? He I'm got one to... with the Pelicans, right? Oh, when maybe that was in. And on his in route, then he got his second one with the Bulls. We're talking about his third surgery in a year and a half, I believe. Okay, I guess I didn't know when the first one was. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's just not good for anybody, let alone a a, a guard in the NBA. Bulls and a, a history of knee problems, man. It's, uh, crazy, unfortunate. Because mm-hmm. when he was playing, the Bulls were something different. Yeah, that, that seems like a very different different time than right now. All right, fellas, let's roll into our power rankings this week. Uh, our uh, what we're going to be ranking this week are our three favorite finals matchups. Jamie, I'll start with you at number three. At number three, um, I doubt anybody's going to have this. Um, where to have them? You got the lake. Because... <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got at three. I got the just because of history, Lakers Celtics, and um, it's okay. It's a, um when it's I see I'm reaching. List, that's a good one. I'm reaching like I I do in the basketball court with that one, but I mean that's just what it is. <laughs> Jamie Avison. All right, Mike. <laughs> what did you have at three? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Steve's so happy he said that so, um, I will go this may be a little left field too but give me a battle of the potential MVPs give me a battle of the big men give me the 76ers versus the Nuggets kind of a kind of a reach as well but um, if I'm incorporating a few I want to try and in each of these slots get a get a different look here so i'll go 76 as a nuggets i kind of think it would be a fun one just to watch the big men go at it so that's number three for me damn mike i i, I did the same thing you did i hope we don't end up oh, having really? all the same here but i do also have um 76ers and nuggets to me because if this is the finals then a lot of shit happened in the playoffs that is just gonna lead to like this huge like a lot of things are gonna have to change like if the bucks don't get it done with Giannis again. Chris Middleton's a free agent at the end of the year. If the 
uh, Celtics come up short of making the finals um, with with Joe Missoula, where they made it last year with Udoka. Like, I just think a lot of different storylines come out of this. And then obviously, as you alluded to, we're talking about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, my favorite position to watch. And those two going at it for seven games would be um, truly incredible. Mike, who do you have at number two? Are we so just for clarity here? Are we are we allowed to put more than one? Yeah. Like, are we allowed yeah. to say more? Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he wanted you to say no. <laughs> well, it's because I don't want to. I don't want to go chalk and just like go with the. Sun. No, go ahead. Who do you, just write down who you have at number two? I'll go Bucks and Suns because I get. Um, I get the the rematch, of course, uh, from finals a couple years ago, and then I also get the rematch of Kevin Durant and uh, you know Giannis from Eastern Conference a couple years ago. So it's good narrative there. Uh, so I will go that one, Bucks and Suns too. That's my number one, actually. Uh, not Is to it? spoil it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> Not to spoil it, but that's what yeah. uh, At two, you guys had him at three. Uh, Sixers Nuggets, for the reasons you guys said, the two MVP voters the last three years, um, you can really build that up. Um, Jokic, it would be. Um, yeah, so I got them at number two. Uh, number two, I have Celtic Suns. Um, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, kind of rematch, as Jamie alluded to, from the East last year. They swept uh, Kevin Durant, but now he plays with the Suns in the finals. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, number one, I have Bucks suns Mike, you alluded to it, the rematch. Um, Giannis kind of taking that little poke shot there at Kevin Durant. If it was scripted or not, I don't care. He still said it, which I still think is hilarious. 100% scripted, by the way, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was. I'm sure I'm sure it was scripted, but, I mean, for him to still say that, like, KD was still salty. I, I don't care what Wild anyone says. Wild yeah. Call, yeah. He, he does not like when that gets brought up to, like, KD don't. And uh, so when it did, you know, it, I think it got to KD a little bit. And I, I, I don't know. I just think it would be a fun series with two of the best players in the world. Dude, random Twitter. Random Twitter users users get the KD. So I'm yeah, I was just Giannis on national Giannis on Giannis, <laughs> Giannis on national television cracking a joke. Of course he heard that. Uh, I'm gonna go Boston and um, Phoenix for my number one. I think that was your number two, Steve. Um, yep. Again, we have like we said Tatum and Kevin Durant. We got both uh, these teams. And, and a lot of star power, obviously, in th- this matchup. Both of these respective all-stars on each team are fighting for, um, you know, their first championship. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, obviously Kevin Durant's won one, but Tatum and Brown. So um, I think there's just a lot of narrative, and I-, I-, I like the star power in that one. Like with the Bucks, we have Giannis, not as much, I guess, star power, if I have to say it like that, but I think there's just a little more... Um, bang for your buck with uh, the uh, Celtics rolling in. So I'll go Boston and Phoenix. The other, the other reason why I kind of like the Suns Bucks or yeah, Suns Bucks is it's kind of like homegrown versus like, you know, newly assembled. Yeah. I mean, 
Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are homegrown, but Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are not. So, mm-hmm. Jamie, what do you have at number one? Yeah, I got I got the Suns Celtics. Um, just just I mean, t- two of the top two duos in the league. Um, you got the whole Celtics gonna going for KD in the offseason, trading Jalen Brown, uh, all that shit, and then. Marcus Smart against CP3. There's going to be battles there. And then you got Tatum against KD. I think that would be a phenomenal series to watch. Um, and uh, I think the Celtics as a whole probably has the best roster from front to back in the league. And um, Phoenix, I mean, with KD and <laughs> with Devin Booker, they're just um, certified buckets. And I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Let me ask you this before we wrap this up here. Do you think, let's say the Celtics don't win it all for whatever reason. They don't beat the Bucs or they don't beat the Suns in the finals or however it plays out. Let's just say they don't win. Do you think they're going to go back and think they're like, do you think they'll regret not trading Kevin Durant or trading for Kevin Durant using, I don't know, it would have been like Jalen Brown and probably like a couple of firsts. Um, I don't think so, but it all, I mean, if KD ends up winning a title with the Suns this year, that might be a little different story, but, um, I mean, all in all, they've had a phenomenal year. You can't, you can't look back on this season and be like, oh, we underperformed. Um, because like we've talked about, and I'm sure they're aware that the top three in the East are absolute juggernauts. No, for sure. Mike, do you think they would regret it? No, I don't. Uh, and I kind of, I feel pretty confidently about that. I mean, Jalen Brown and the the picks are the picks, but like Jalen Brown's an extremely, obviously, young uh, dual threat on both ends of the floor. Kevin Durant could end up, we don't, he's not Kyrie level per se, but who knows a year into Boston, like, if he requests a trade or gets injured and I don't know, it just, yeah, of course you, you know, your chances of winning a title goes, go way up, but we don't know if him and Tatum would mesh like super well. They're both kind of at a similar position. I don't know. I I just, I, I think they're okay with kind of what they got going. Without a doubt. Um, Yeah. I don't think they regret it. You're going to get a few more years out of Jalen Brown that you probably wouldn't have got out of Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, you play to win, but I think those two are going to have them in a position to win every single year if they came up short. At some point, you feel like they're going to bust through, though. You think we have to think that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are probably going to win a championship together. But guys, with that being said, let's get into what we are watching for next week. I am going to start here with you, Jamie. Um, no surprise in my end, boys. Um, <laughs> I'm be watching my uh, Lakers tonight. Very very um heavily uh if that's the word um they got a semi-easy schedule in the remainder of uh the season with a couple hard ones here and there tonight is a must win in my opinion no Jalen Brunson three-game win streak everything's looking very good for the Lakers they have a balanced attack now now let's put it all together boys and let's go on a fucking run Michael 
I feel like this is one of Steve's trick questions. I'm watching, I will be watching for uh, college basketball this week and weekend, if that's what you're, I feel like he did that to us on the Super Bowl or something. So that's what I'm watching this week. Is March <laughs> that's Madden. what I will be watching. But as far as the NBA here, as it is an NBA podcast, I'm going, I'll go with the Celtics. They got Cleveland um, tomorrow. Yeah, Cleveland Monday. Portland, who's in the hunt to get in the play-in on Wednesday, and then Atlanta, who's been, I feel like, playing better, playing harder at least, Saturday. Uh, so three decent matchups for them. They got to, you know, prove to people that they're still um, kind of like top dog, or I know they are in that position still, but that, you know, if people are doubting them, they got to prove them wrong. So, uh, yeah, I'll go Celtics. I'm just going to go with the Heat. Um Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the wrong week, dude. Hate to see it. You really do. Actually, but no, I am gonna go with the heat. I was <laughs> no. I was looking at the I was looking at the wrong week too. But I'm still going with the Celtics. We just played them twice. Um I'm I am going with the Heat though. They play Utah, they play Memphis, they play Chicago and they play Detroit. Uh they have a chance here to go on a run to get themselves above this play in and for some reason, they haven't been able to figure it out, but I I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just need to watch this team to figure out what they really are. And, you know, maybe it's just chalk at this point with Miami Heat, but hopefully we find out soon. Um, one last question before we get off here. Jamie, we'll start with you. Name one team that you like before the brackets come out. Obviously, we don't know what the brackets look like, um, but who's one team that you're looking for in the brackets win at all? Um, to be honest, um, I'm going to go with Marquette. Uh, I watched them last night. They looked really, really good. Um, I haven't watched, to be completely honest, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball of the year, but, um, the last like three days, like as, as many of us do, uh, we start to hone in and think like we know everything about college basketball within the last three days of the, uh, before the tournament, but. Um, I just like Marquette and what they bring. Um, Jaime Jaquez, uh, Pac-12 Player of the Year. Um, they got a lot going down there, and hopefully they can put it all together. Mike, who, who do you like? Uh, I'm going chalk here, but I'm going to go Purdue. The What's his name? Zach e- Is it Edie? Zach Edie. Dude's like... Dude's like seven foot fourteen or something ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, overrated. He, he, yeah, overrated. So you watch think, him play. Uh, you can't even <laughs> see the guy behind him who's guarding him. I yeah, I watched a little bit of them. I've heard good things about Purdue all year. Um, with Jamie, I haven't you know quite kept up, but I don't know. Sometimes that that bit of a difference can or that somebody that size and that skill level makes a huge difference in a. In a brackets and the madness so i'll go with purdue man i'm disappointed because i really liked kansas um they got bamboozled last night well yeah dude they're cold uh, bill self the, i mean i don't yeah, know we're not going to speculate here but bill self missing the big 12 tournament hurts and if he's not coaching in the ncaa tournament um i i don't know i don't want to roll it down Maybe Alabama. I kind of like what Alabama does. I think they can play at a lot of different speeds. They're great defensively, and they got the a lot of shooters. That's for sure. Miller kid doesn't get suspended. I think he. I think they have a chance to be. Uh, Man, you're wild, bro. 
<laughs> if wow. Miller doesn't get suspended, I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be tough. All right, Jamie, lead us on out of here. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, about to get canceled, man. Ding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for you know the continued support. Um, this is one of the the very uh, few times uh, throughout the year that sports are at, at its peak. Um, with March Madness, um, unbelievable. Uh, and to this NBA season that we're going to come upon us. So, um, yeah, just keep listening, please. Um, and uh, go Lakers. Michael. Yep. Thank you, everybody, uh, for everything, you know, all the support, uh, all the listeners that, you know, listen every week. We appreciate it. Kind of like what Jamie's saying uh, with March Madness coming on, you know, easy for – Sometimes the NBA to kind of take a, a back seat, so to speak, but obviously uh, it's an important part of the season for them too, and we'll still be still be watching, still be covering all of that. So enjoy the madness, and you know the madness of the NBA will soon follow. Appreciate you guys for the continued support. Appreciate you, Mike and Jamie, for everything that you guys do. March Madness is here. The NFL is about to go crazy. Sports are about to blow up. I can't wait to see what happens. Most importantly, the NBA is in the tightest races that we've saw in a very long time, especially in that Western conference, a lot of different things can happen here in the last month. Can't wait to see what happens. We'll be here again next week. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the nothing but net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing but net.